All right, we're going to be going live in just a minute. And we're going to be talking about transitions today. Transition. How much transition are we all going through? It seems like for a long time, things weren't changing. For it, se it seems like we were like in this COVID frozen zone. And now it, it's uh, like the ice is cracking. If you ever saw or heard anything about living in Alaska or really cold places, there's this thing that cultures in the ice go, uh, in frozen areas go through when the ice cracks and you can hear it, it goes crack. When the ice cracks, everything changes. It's when people know that spring is really coming to these very frigid, cold places. And we culturally are experiencing, have just experienced the ice cracking. I would say that this whole experience of George Floyd, I can't breathe, was the ice cracking for us. And it came right on the advent of the decline of COVID-19 in our culture. I mean, we still have restrictions, but those restrictions are becoming less and less. So the ice is cracked. How do we use this time? Last week, I talked about all the ways that we can cross lines culturally, that it's, if we're going to be change agents in our culture, it's not enough to demand that the police change. It's not enough to say racism is institutional, but to get that we are part of the institution, whether we like it or not, and that we can sit back and hope that things change, or we can be change agents, depending on where we stand in the culture. And a lot of that is defined by how much money do we have, or what class, or how much education, or what's our skin color. You know, a lot of that's gonna define the way that we become change agents. For example, it's probably not gonna be highly effective for me to be saying, I really know what it feels like to be black in this country and I'm sick of it, right? That's probably, because I don't. I may have the slightest clue if I'm lucky, but I don't. It's gonna be more appropriate for me, given my background, my education, my cultural back, my cultural experience, the actual color of my skin, to drive change by crossing boundaries that have restricted me in the past that were comfortable for me. It's very comfortable for me to be in my community, for example. Okay, so that was last week. But this week, the question is how do we do that, right? Or wrong? The question is how do we do that? We can just start throwing stuff on the wall and hope that it sticks, or we can decide that we've had it with the culture we've been swimming in. We've had it with the culture we've been swimming in, and we want out. We want to cross that line into something purer and cleaner. We want to transition. We want fresh water. We want untainted culture, culture where race and class and money mean less to us at the very least. That's probably the most we can hope for right now. We can't hope for perfection. The truth is that the changes that we've gone through as a culture over the last couple of hundred years 
have are dramatic, but it's taken a couple hundred years and we probably have a whole lot more changing to go through here. So how do we make that leap from the crowded, dirty, fetid waters of our current culture to clean waters? And it starts individually with our own aspirations. In our current situation, many of us are still pretty restricted. Offices are open in some states, but only at 50% occupancy. Businesses are still, for the most part, functioning with curbside pickup or limited occupancy. As far as I know, uh, churches have limited meetings. To physically make a change in, our, in the lines, the boundaries that we live in right now is difficult because we're, for good or bad, still under a certain amount of restriction. And so we're in this odd transition period where we can dream of making that leap from the crowded, fetid waters to cleaner waters. We can dream of it, but it's gonna be hard to actually make it. And to dream of it means to set goals. To dream of it means to start writing out what is it that we want. So here's your homework. You're gonna get some homework today. Get yourself a piece of paper and a pen. Do not do this electronically. Do this on paper. Studies show that when we do things, when we write things out with our hand and pen and paper, it's more impactful on our psyche than when we work electronically. There's something about working electronically that takes our feelings and ideas into an abstract, more abstract realm than handwriting. Get yourself a pen and paper. If you have to do it electronically, do it electronically. Get yourself a pen and paper and start just writing out some goals. Some, where do you, where do you want to be in your life? In terms of your relationship with people of other classes and other, ra other races and other financial backgrounds specifically. And whatever you write is okay. If what you want is to associate with more millionaires, then write it out. If what you want is to work in a soup kitchen, then write it out. Start thinking about how you can make a difference in your culture in terms of what's currently going on, in terms of the ice cracking in our culture as it just recently did. What does it mean for us all that the ice is cracking? What does it mean? How can we ride this? How can we grow this? How can we take advantage of this so that we can make that change, be the change that we wanna see? And while you're at it, start thinking about your own values here. I'm going to just lean over your own values. And how does that impact that change? It may be that teamwork is really important to you. And so it might be a team thing. It might be that achievement is really important to you. It might be that faith is really important to you. How do your values impact the change that you want to be and the change that you want to see? And don't just go to the cultural changes you want to drive. Go to the changes you want to drive in your family. How we do one thing is how we do everything in life. So if we are existing within a fairly homogenous culture of people of the same interests that we have, or possibly the same financial background that we have, or possibly even the, the same cultural background or even skin color that we have, the chances are that we've got some intense comfort zones in the rest of our lives. Ah, it gets even better because what happens in the wider culture is happening inside of us. And so if you want to make that leap from the fetid familiar waters into something new and different, 
It needs to happen in every aspect of our lives, not just in the wider culture, but in our families. So who are the black sheep of the family and why don't you associate with them? Who are the people that you've been avoiding that you need to reconnect with because they are family? What are the conversations you need to have that you haven't been having? What are the dreams that you've set aside for years and years that you're ready to let live? If your children are reaching an age where they're growing up, what's that change? What's that transition mean for you? And how are you going to ride it out? What is your relationship with your spouse while that change is happening? Do you want to keep having that relationship? And if you do, what are ways that you can invest in it? And if you don't, how do you start seeding the ground for changing that? It's actually changing the relationship no matter how you look at it. When we're in transition, we have the opportunity to dream big. And don't think, how am I going to get there just yet? Just dream. And as the culture starts to relax around us, I promise you that the opportunities are going to come up. And the, the next step is when those opportunities come up, you will be prepared to take them if you do this exercise. If you start writing, just start writing, writing. Every day, write until you can't. I've been doing this for two days now. And the first day I was able to write for about 15 minutes and I kept it really simple. The next day I wrote for another 15 minutes. I'm gonna keep doing that until I'm all tapped out. And then I'm gonna read it and start organizing it. So that's the next step is to take the ideas, the goals, the concepts, the dreams, the aspirations, and start organizing it into actionable groups. What are the things that relate to the wider culture? What are the things that relate to my family? What are the things that relate to my work? What are the things that relate to me, myself? Oh, uh, how could I forget? What are the things that relate to the relationship that I have with God? In my case, since I choose to call him God, with sp uh, my spiritual connection to everything else, if you want to be looser about it. Some people would call it the force. Whatever you want to call it, what's the spiritual relationship and how do you want to grow in that way? What's, how am I going to grow mentally, physically, and spiritually over the next 10 years? Start visualizing and dreaming what it is you want, where it is you want to go. And some people say, oh, visualizing, we have no control. That's arrogant. It's absolutely untrue. We may not have control, but when we dream, we move towards that which we dream. When we visualize what we want, we start to see what it is that we don't want, and we can move away from that. I'll wrap it up with this. It's something I'm a little ashamed of, actually. Yesterday, I was in a town, and I was taking my dogs to be groomed, and I heard a, a loud group of older Caucasian men in front of a coffee shop. They were sitting socially distanced, no face masks. And I could have sworn I heard them use the N-word. Um, and I looked at them and it was really clear that they were having a loud conversation about race. Now, my commitment since I heard that is going to be, how do I interject myself into a conversation like that without being angry? I got angry right away. I heard that and it triggered something in me. And they were talking about those protesters and them and they. And I got angry and I got angry because there's a place in me that, that I don't like that has that going on. True, true confessions. I don't like it though, and I wanna change it. And I couldn't 
I couldn't bring myself to go over and talk to them because I was afraid that I would get into a fight with them. I was so triggered. I was triggered is what it was. And when we're triggered, it's because we're fighting within ourselves. I couldn't go over there without getting into a fight. I knew that if I went over there, it was gonna be ugly. And so one of my goals is how do I interject myself into that kind of conversation in a way that is helpful? Because fighting is not helpful. Get that? Fighting is not helpful. Going over and telling a group of guys who are having a destructive conversation about race and telling them how to live and telling them that they're wrong and telling them and telling them in an angry way and picking a fight, that won't change anything. That just pumps up the volume. So one of my goals is if I hear a conversation going on like that, how can I intercede myself into it in a way that reflects honesty, openness, love, peace, kindness, and consideration, the things that, the things that I, the way that I want to be treated, the way I would want the police to treat anyone of any race, of any background. How can I introject myself into that conversation with that spirit? What is it that I would say? And if they still chat all over me and laughed me out, that'd be all right, I guess, because at least I would have taken the stand and I would have lived the values, the values over my other shoulder that are important to me. And so that's sort of the challenge here. The challenge is when we see what we don't like, which, and if we don't like it, it's in us, by the way, right? You can't identify something that isn't inside you. It's just not possible. If something comes to you that's completely unidentifiable, it's because you don't have it. Well, I can identify racism because it's in me, because I grew up in the fetid, the fetid fish bowl with all the other fish drinking and pooping in the same culture together. I can identify it because it's in me. How do I move from that to the clean fish bowl, the one that has the feeling and the emotion and the values and the ideals that resonate with me? And that's what I'm challenging you to do. How do you jump to that fish bowl? How do we make that transition so that we are living our values? If we're, gonna, if we're going to protest, if we're going to push back against racism when we identify it clearly, or culturalism when we identify it clearly, or classism when we identify it clearly, how do we do it in a way that reflects our true values, that isn't reactionary and isn't violent? That is the challenge. And that's part of what we're going to write out over the next week. And I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at heller78 at gmail or richinrelationship, rich at richinrelationship.com. Uh, you can private message me in response to this video. Love to hear how you do with this. And from now on, by the way, these lunch and, lunch and learns are going to be on Fridays at 1.15 so that... Um, Actually, let's make them one o'clock. From now on, they're gonna be at 1 p.m. so that they fit in with everyone's life more effectively. Have an awesome week. Look forward to finding how you do with this. And so remember, goal setting. It is, if we, by the way, last part. If we can dream of the clean water, then it also exists. That's the good news. So. We can, if we can identify something negative, then it's within us. But when we can identify the positives, it's also within us.
There is within each and every one of us a perfect, innocent, loving, caring, intelligent, creative child of the Most High. And how do I know that? Because I can identify what that is. I know what the values are that are behind that. So I know that that exists within me. I, I can't recognize it if it isn't in me. That's the good news. The bad news is I can recognize all the poop that's in me too. And I get to choose. Is it a poopy day or a high value day? And so do you. All right, now I'm gonna say have a great weekend and a great week.